to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today Sean Hooley is here to share all of his insights on what's going on in the MedTech world today. I know we we tried to keep earnings again to a minimal. We have like one and a half earnings stories yeah. today, but we also have some other interesting news. So Sean, welcome back. And what can you tell us about we ha- what we have today? Thank you. Well, for starters, we do have a quarterly update from GE Healthcare and 3M. We also have NeuroOne's pricing of a public offering, RA Medical's non-invasive electrophysiology mapping system getting some increased demand, and Baxter finally putting a name on its soon-to-be-completed kidney care spinoff. So, as always, a nice wide variety of things to discuss. And yes, a couple of earnings stories, but we'll we'll get through those. And let's start with those earnings stories. What's the first thing that we should know for today? Well, GE Healthcare's stock was up this morning on street beatings, second quarter results, and increased full-year guidance. So more good news on the earnings front for another big-name company there. So how did GE Healthcare perform in Q2? Company posted profits of $418 million, which was about a 14% bottom line dip from the same period last year, but sales of about $4.817 billion was good enough for 7.4% growth and beat Wall Street expectations of $4.79 billion. Adjusted EPS was $0.92, cents, about $0.05 cents ahead of projections on Wall Street as well. So definitely compared to the forecast, GE Healthcare put up a good performance. So what factors contributed to the company's growth? Well, imaging, patient care solutions, and pharmaceutical diagnostics all served as significant growth drivers. Imaging had 7% year-over-year sales growth to revenues of $2.6 billion, making the largest chunk of the company's total sales. The company said that supply chain fulfillment improvements, stable demand, and new product introductions and price contributed to this. Additionally, ultrasound revenues of $839 million only had 1% growth, but GE Healthcare spoke about how new product introductions and new AI capabilities have influenced that growth. The positive response from the market could be attributed to GE Healthcare's diverse portfolio that encompasses, you know, advanced imaging, diagnostics, digital health solutions. So what is the analyst view on GE Healthcare's performance and its prospects? Well, BTIG analysts said they view GE Healthcare shares as fairly valued and maintain their neutral rating despite you know, noting some momentum for the company. They said that given the run in the shares, they think it's prudent to remain neutral until GE Healthcare establishes a longer track record of independent execution. Obviously, that just comes with time. It's only been a standalone from GE for about a year or so. But the analysts say that as a standalone, GE Healthcare should benefit from a number of underlying growth drivers anyway. So a lot to look forward to, I think, for that company. What's the next thing that we should know for today? NeuroOne priced a $5.25 million public offering, could help support the company's commercialization efforts, among other things. So you briefly mentioned the pricing, but what is the full pricing and size of NeuroOne's underwritten registered public offering? The offering includes 5.25 million shares of common stock priced at $1 per share, equaling the $5.25 million gross proceeds. All shares included will be sold by the company, and NeuroOne also granted the underwriter a 30-day option to purchase up to an additional 787,500 shares. Those common stock shares come with a public offering price less the underwriting discount. A public offering like this kind of signals interest from investors. 
on the growing importance of neuromodulation therapies and the potential for disruptive innovations in the neurotech sector. How does NeuroOne plan to use the funds? Yeah, they have basically a three-pronged approach to this. First, the company aims to use funds to support the commercial launch of its Evo SEEG electrode line in the U.S., which is something that the company began a launch for with Zimmer Biomet in May. Zimmer Biomet holds the exclusive worldwide distribution rights to those product lines. NeuroOne expects the lines to utilize Zimmer Biomet's Rosa One brain robotic surgery platform for neurosurgical procedures. So you would imagine with that sort of name attached, it could be a highly sought after device. And so the funds will help that commercial rollout. Company also plans to use the funds to support its FDA submission for the 1RF ablation system. It submitted that system for clearance last month to the FDA. And finally, on the development pipeline, NeuroOne looks to use the funds to complete the design of a novel drug delivery electrode. And then other general corporate purposes may see some funds as well. Hmm. Interesting. What else should we know for today? RA Medical says demand is rising for its non-invasive electrophysiology mapping system. Company seems very optimistic about the future of the system. What product line has Raw Medical Systems announced an increase in clinical adoption for? And also, what expansion efforts has the division undertaken? So it's the Vivo product line, which falls within the electrophysiology division at the company called Catheter Precision. Catheter Precision recently expanded its sales and clinical support team in the U.S. as part of a full product launch for Vivo. Earlier this month, the company also began to expand its distribution channels outside the U.S. So there's been a lot sort of going on in the build up to this. I see. What is that Vivo system? So VIVO, which stands for View Into Ventricular Onset, is a 3D non-invasive mapping system that enables physicians to identify the origin of ventricular arrhythmias prior to the procedure. It streamlines workflows and reduces procedure time. Company received both FDA clearance and CE mark approval for VIVO, so it's already ready to be marketed. How does Raw Medical view clinical adoption and utilization as part of its growth strategy? Interim CEO David Jenkins said that the clinical adoption and utilization are a critical part of that growth strategy. Not every product is approved for evaluation. Receiving approval means that the physicians and hospital staff see value in a product and evaluation provides them the opportunity to demonstrate these values. Customers are recognizing the values and increasing their utilization of Vivo as evidenced by the increased orders in the consumable accessories. Now let's move on to some news from Baxter. Baxter has named its proposed kidney care spinoff Vantive. There's still more to learn about the spinoff before it becomes official, but at least we have a little bit more info here as we await that completion. So when did Baxter announce its plans to spin its renal care and acute therapies units into this independent publicly traded company? In January, Baxter announced plans to spin it off, said at the time that it expected the company to stand alone within the next 12 to 18 months. So when does Baxter expect Vantiv to launch as an independent publicly traded company and how will the kidney care business operate until then? So Baxter said it expects it to launch by July 2024 or earlier, which would fall into that about 12 to 18 month range right at the right at the 18 month area. Until then, it'll operate as part of Baxter. The move aligns with industry trends focusing on specialized care segments and these spinouts. Yesterday, we talked about J&J split off, but this just allows companies to focus on innovation and personalized solutions for these key markets. Who has been chosen as the CEO of the new company upon the spinoff's completion? 
Chris Toth, the executive vice president and group president for kidney care at Baxter, will serve as CEO of the new company upon its completion. And what's the last thing that we should know for today? Last thing is more spinoff news. 3M is set to name a CEO for its healthcare spinoff soon. Another big step there. We've been hearing about the 3M spinoff for a little bit now, but what steps have been taken in preparation for this planned spinoff of 3M's healthcare business? CEO Mike Roman said the company's made good progress on its planned spin of the healthcare business, including regulatory filings and system updates in preparation for a soft spin in November. And as mentioned in the headline of this section, the company's in the final steps of naming a CEO. So still more to come on that front. So this announcement also came at the same time of the company's Q2 results. So what was the sales revenue for 3M Healthcare in the last quarter? 3M reported a 4.8% year-over-year dip in revenues to just over $2 billion for the healthcare segment. What factors impacted the sales of the healthcare sector during the last quarter? According to the company, it continues to be impacted by lower post-COVID-related biopharma demand and ongoing stress on hospital budgets. As procedure volumes continue to improve, hospital budgets stabilize, and the company works through the post-COVID-related impacts. It remains confident in the long-term outlook of the healthcare business. Well, that was the last piece of news that we have for today. So thank you for coming on and giving us your insight, Sean. It was a lot of interesting news once again. No problem. As always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. And what about you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.